0: And I see this mistake all the time, Lisa, it's awful, is you don't write about how awesome your course is from you, the teacher. You should take this course because it's great and this great and you'll do this and you'll learn this and this. You're always thinking about how do I speak to that person, Susie or Betty or Sam or Jennifer, and I'm speaking directly to their their experience of what do they aspire to. What are the challenges or problems they're dealing with in their life, and what is the solution or the natural outcomes that they want from whatever you're teaching?
1: Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. Today's guest, I want to welcome Chris Kyle. Chris is going to answer this question. Are online courses the next big thing? Should every business have an online course? Let's find out the answers and all of the tips and trends and secrets on if you're trying to create an online course, what you need to know now. Welcome, Chris. Welcome to another episode of social PR secrets. I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm doing a little pregame with Chris Kyle as my guest. Hey, Chris, how are you?
0: Hey, good, doing well, Lisa. Good to be here with you.
1: Good. So I'm hosting a webinar for Chris on Wednesday that is going to be talking about, Chris is the founder of the Launch Academy, and we're gonna be talking about e-learning and what online courses can do for your business. And I thought, For this episode of social PR secrets we can talk about online courses from a public relations standpoint what is the big deal with online courses like it seems like everyone's doing online courses is there still room to do this and you know let's just kind of get into the deep dive of that but first Chris can you tell us like how you got to the place you are being an online course coach creator consultant
0: yeah, thanks, the origin. so I like to call it, everybody's familiar with the Marvel Origin story, so it's a little my origin story. Yeah, for many years, I was a coaching consultant working with startups and pre-funded startups here in the Bay Area where I live, San Francisco Bay Area. And one of my clients was in the e-Learning space and they asked me to join them full time, which I was a little like, do I really want to do that? And they were a super fast growing company. This is in 2009 and ten. I joined them. I kind of got my PhD, you know in online learning and how to launch great courses. And then over the last 11 years, Basically, after I left being with that company, I created my own company to basically sort of democratize the whole process of creating online courses so that anybody could learn a process or a model for launching their amazing, transformative, lucrative online course. And so that's what I've been focused on over the last 10 plus years and created even my flagship training program called Launch Academy to help people do that.
1: So I I love Launch Academy and I love the whole concept. And I actually taught an online course for University of Florida a few years back. And when they were just bringing their whole curriculum in the College of Journalism online and offering, you know, complete online e-learning to get your degree at UF. And, you know, that was pretty cutting edge at the time. And now it's pretty common, especially with the pandemic. But it seems like over the past, you know, few years, like Online courses have really become all in all these different vertical categories. So even cor- corporations and companies of all sizes have their internal online courses of processes and, and flows. And then there's like the HubSpots of the world that offer online certifications. And there's just so many ways to slice and dice and use online learning and e-learning. Tell us, what, what is kind of the state of it now? And you know what are the opportunities that you see?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really exploded. You nailed it. Even before the this global pandemic, it's been really accelerating at all levels. So like even K through 12, college, universities, corporations, personal development, adult learning, you know, growth, you know, personal growth work through online programs, it's exploded. And I think what's happened, what I've seen really change things, because I've been in this it's like dog years, Lisa, really this, you know, technology in general is like dog years. Anybody would tell you that here in Silicon Valley, but in 2009, we were still doing teleseminars, Lisa. We were still calling up and just listening, boring. So for years, just to say this, for years, most of the people out there had bad experiences with online learning right so it was just listening to videos no interaction being on a teleseminar so people i think for many years were like "Eh, i don't want to do that what's changed is that the tools and the technology and the ways of crafting courses have made it for much more interesting experiences right one thing you've heard about a lot of people have is gamification of online courses so to make them more engaging and interesting and gamify them but also just The way we use the tools now, Zoom, the way we have now breakouts in Zoom, the way you can create assignments that people then go and do and then share out on a discussion forum. So people are much more focused, Lisa, now on how do I create a great experience? And that was my learning from my mentors way back when is can we can create a transformative learning experience in an online setting? That was the goal 10 plus years ago, and it's really coming true that you can replicate The classroom. I mean, you can really replicate what sitting knees to knees with people, just that that physical presence is the one missing piece, but all the way you approach teaching small groups, big group, it's all there. And so what's happening now in the space, especially with the pandemic is people, millions and millions of people have had their taste first taste of an online course. If they're not in K through 12 or not in you know high school learning or even college, but just adults out there, they're having their first taste and they're having good experiences. So we're starting to see millions of more people say, "Oh, I could do another course. Oh, I could do another course," because they're going to do it this way, this way, or this way. And one of the things that I'll that we'll talk about a little more is just kind of my one of my secrets from this is I do think we're seeing a backlash against the pre-recorded, boxed product course. So this is the Coursera, Udemy those kind of platforms where you're seeing a lot more work on how do we interact? How do the students interact with each other? Is there a way to interact with this, with this teacher? And that's like coming back full force. Cause people are a little burnout on just go watch these five videos and do this workbook and go. So that's kind of what's been really changing. I can go into more on that too.
1: Yeah. And I can see both sides of it. I mean, some people just, you know, don't want to worry about the live showing up for the lives and some people really thrive on the lives you know, and I, I see there's a lot of um, people just want to learn from, from, they don't have to be like, you know, have their MD to learn about something. They just have to learn from somebody that has gone through an experience, you know? And that's one of the things that I see happening is that, you know, there's the thing called imposter syndrome and like, am I good enough to teach a course? Like whatever the course is like, yeah. right. That's right. And, you know, I, I know I felt like that when I was teaching at UF, But I I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for, for example, teachers that are teaching for our public school system, you know, maybe they can teach their own course as, you know, to get like some, you know, side hustle type income, because they Mm -hmm. do this for a living, you know, teaching courses. Uh, Or I have a friend, I have a couple of friends actually, who are attorneys who are, hate it. They hate being attorneys, but they have Mm -hmm. 20, 30 years of experience. And I said to them, you know, why don't you just start creating these courses, like why you shouldn't be an attorney, 10 reasons, you know, something fun like that, or it could be, you know, whatever they're, you know, one of my friends is a real estate attorney. And I said, just do a course on being a real estate attorney, everything you've learned from the judges, all the secrets that the judges have told you or whatever. Yes. And And I feel like it's like a next generation of a profession. What do you think?
0: Yeah, it is. Well, it's talking about the side hustle in general, just so your audience gets this is that People that are creating courses are speakers, authors, coaches, consultants, attorneys, doctors, right? We know all kinds of doctors like Dr. Oz, those kind of people, they're a doctor, but they love to write. They love to teach. They have some particular niche that they love about medicine or practice. They're alternative medicine practitioners. Everybody that has some passion and expertise, Lisa, that feels a call to wanting to bring that to more people. Are ripe for creating a course, and this is why. And this is why I think it's so rich right now is there are so many people that will find a niche. There's so many people out there that will fit your niche, Lisa. <laughs> You're mm-hmm. already growing an audience, teaching people about PR secrets, and you don't have to be a big PR firm or to do it, you can just do it on your own. So I think the key thing, Lisa, here is that there is no content area that's out of bounds. And there is no person that could tell me is like, oh, I'm doing this. So I, I probably won't be able to teach a course. The key thing is about passion and some level of expertise. You can't just teach something you, you just took one class a week ago on. My belief is you still have to have a level of depth and knowledge and experience to convey that forward to somebody. So I do try to dissuade people to say, Hey, I just learned about LinkedIn. I just put my profile up last week. I think I'm going to teach a LinkedIn course. How do you create a great profile? Some people actually say that Lisa, and I kind of like, I think you might want to spend more time really learning it, getting some results, getting some success, because I can almost tell you that somebody coming out of law school, Lisa, in their first year being a a lawyer, do you think you would take a, a course from them? Do you think you'd take a course from them now?
1: Right. And yeah. it's kind of the same yeah. sense and not to put any of these coaches down that are in their twenties. Great that you're a coach yeah. in your twenties professional coach, but I do feel like you have to have certain, you know, whether level of, of experience yeah. going through all these different business experiences to really be coach. That's, like even an athletic coach, yeah. like you can't be a basketball coach if you just learn, right. If you just, you yeah. know, it's, so it's just, it. you know, I
0: But when you have the experience, you said it right, is then a lot of people still go into, I don't have enough experience. I've been doing this 10 years. I really should be doing this 20 years before I teach a course. I would actually say there is some level where somebody is now psyching themselves out. You do have enough experience. You've been doing it well. And so the audience listening here is just think about what is something that really moves you, you're passionate about, whether it's your day-to-day job or a side thing. But do you have something to share? Do you have some new take on this or some expertise in some area or a population that you work with. You were talking about the attorneys or working with massage therapists or chiropractors or whatever. If you have some experience of working with those folks, you could probably create a really great course on some topic that's meaningful uh, for that audience or that population. And that's what I see a lot in my students that come through. And many of them are experts in some field where they're in the trenches. They're a massage therapist. They're a yoga teacher. They're, you know, they, they teach there. I have accountants that are teaching people, you know, how to be less stressed as accountants, things like that. So it's like, whatever you're good at, you can probably find some angle that people would be interested in that might be unique too. Like this one person that's an accountant is helping using mindfulness practices to help professionals to de-stress themselves in very stressful situations. Whether you're an accountant or attorney or you know CPA, so that's a great example of oh, I don't have to teach about accounting. I could teach something that accountants might really appreciate or figure out that's important for their business or their life. Yeah. Example there. Yeah.
1: I love that, and and also it's a way to take whatever your experience is from going from one to one, if you're a consultant to one to many, and that's, I'll just use myself as the guinea pig example. You know, I I wrote a book because I was an early adopter of blending PR and SEO and social media. And the reason I wrote the book is because I was saying the same thing over and over. And it was a lot of education to my clients and to my my team and, you know, people that were, I would just speak at conferences and they would ask me the same questions. So I said, okay, I'm gonna write a book about this because I'll just hand them the book. And now the book has turned into a podcast, which has now turned into my course that I just launched, Modern PR Secrets. And, you know, the way we met is through our mutual um, friend, Bruce Clay and his course. And, you know, I I feel like going one to many with with your experience and your point of view can be so valuable to people. You know, you you just see it in their eyes and you see them get excited about it. And it's kind of like, you know, that makes you feel like you're making a difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this whole thing of, that if i have something to share we have such great tools through the you know through our current modern technology To get that out so much easier than even a handful of years ago, this idea of if I want to teach a course or create a group program, there's lots of variations. It doesn't even have to be a static module one, two, three, four. People are actually creating membership programs and group coaching programs where it's very light on the teaching. So we're just seeing that. And that's all one to many to your point, Lisa. These are all one to many options. So there's a lot of creativity that's happening in the online learning or the e-learning space. But it's not and it's it's also moving beyond the old ways of thinking about it to get more creative. And that's what's that's some of the things that we're seeing shift now is the creativity of delivering these experiences that people are finding really valuable. And especially now where it's I it's not only the pandemic, but Lisa, people you can have an audience, your students, your folks that are in your course can be all over the world. And so my, my students that come out of Launch Academy are blown away when they have students from France and from the UK and Australia and New Zealand in their very first course, they're like, this is amazing. (laughs) Before it was, my workshop was down the street and I only got people from San Francisco LA or New York, but now I have people coming into my course from everywhere. And that's a game changer for people around building a global audience and a global following for what they're doing.
1: That really is. And, you know, What's awesome about having a course is basically it's your course. You own it. You have your creative license to design it and do, you know, put your like touch on it mm-hmm. and then combining it with a structure that, you know, we're going to have this webinar in a couple of days where I'm going to host a webinar and you're going to like really get into teaching yeah. us like the components of a successful course and yeah. what that actually looks, looks like. But what I love is that like what I'm doing with my course, and I, I'm now I'm really starting to have fun with it. You know, my first couple modules, I was like, okay, kind of getting into the mode of it. And now this last module I just recorded. I'm using gifts to kind of like tell the story. And yeah. so I started beaming out my, my modules. So like, I have a whole section that I'm just using all gifts from Schitt's Creek.
0: Oh, and then correct. another,
1: another one, it's like all gifts from the office and then it matches like my messaging, but it's yeah. like making me kind of crack up as I'm doing it. So I'm hoping that I get the same result, but I mean, it's just an example of like, you can really do what you want and you know, you know, you, you're, it's your experience that you're creating for your audience. And you know, you you get to kind of tweak it as you go. What are some creative secrets that you can give
0: us for? Us? Yeah, that's great. First of all, you brought up a great point: is you can have fun with this. So, I uh, some of the students that I work with that come into this are already coming in with a heavy, heavy heart and a heavy like, oh my god, this is gonna be such slog. This is gonna be so hard, and I don't know what to do. But you bring up a great point: is that you can bring a level of creativity and play to the creation of of your course. And so, some ex- great examples are where. You can get creative even with the filming. So if you're going to record your sessions, module one's video, module two video, however you want to do that, one of the things that you can do is actually do it outside or do it in a different venue, somewhere, somewhere where, where it inspires you. Maybe somebody is teaching things like mindfulness or meditation practice. They do it in their little Zendo or outside or in nature. So you can have fun with it. It doesn't have to be at a desk talking to a camera. You can get creative with it. Another great creative piece thinking about this is that you can actually have uh, examples or, you know, Students or people that you've worked with on the videos with you, if you have to demo something or do something that's hands-on or something experiential, that can be really powerful too. So there's no, no shortage of, of ways of being creative. I know that some of the students, when they're on the live calls, like live Zoom calls for their course, will also use Zoom breakout groups. I, I don't know if people listening have ever used that. I use it all the time. So you can get really creative. What, what if I put people in threes and they share out some? some response to a question that a prompt that I've given them. And then we come back to the big group and then maybe I model or do a, a demo, a demonstration on the video that people can see. So a lot of creativity of sharing screen, using breakout groups, using different things on your videos, being creative in the live calls, being creative in the, in the, in the shooting of videos. The other thing that people tend to forget is, is that you can be very creative with the assignments or the homework or whatever that you're asking people to do it's an important part that I'll teach in my webinar that you can actually have, that you wanna make sure that every module, everything that you teach has some embedded learning. You know, we call it, we embed the learning in practice or homework or assignments a lot of room to be creative of what you're asking people to do to journal this fill out this form do free form morning writing pages do a guided visualization listen to this every day or take a walk in the woods whatever it is you can get very creative with what you're asking them to do and people just forget about all these things generally people think i just got to record my video i've got to post that up in some tech platform and then i'm good It's like, there's so much more that you can do that engages your students and and has it a more transformational experience for them.
1: I have to share that this is a great example. So this book, Tara, I'm taking this online course from Whitney Freya and it's, it's called 22 days of painting and meditation. Mm -hmm. And the way that she, I mean, first of all, it's like, you know, very casual, you know, she's, you know, painting, but she gives assignments that are kind of like in line with each one of these chapters
0: Mm-hmm. 22
1: buddhas of, of tara and i'm sure she, and she had to get permission to use the book to teach the the course or but she does such an amazing job at you know every day it's a different it's just their quick 15 to 20 minute lessons and techniques and you can actually kind of see over there my tara that i'm painting oh, yeah, my daughter doing one too
0: yeah
1: but she you know what I love about it is that it's a 22 day course and it was maybe a hundred dollars to take it, but she also teaches all these other courses that are like bigger and it's almost like a taste of her, you know, kind of transitioning into like maybe a bigger type of, of, of course with her. So I've seen this done where it's maybe a 10 day 10 day challenge where everybody meets on Facebook and it's free. And then they end up like just getting a taste of it. What do you think of some of those types of, ways to kind of get noticed to get your course launch or even doing yes.
0: a free. Yeah. I'll give a quick structure for everybody. So everybody can visualize this. So w- w- the kind of the way the online world is working is that there are a lot of free things that you can do. Some examples you've named. So you're, you're putting out some great free content. You're engaging an audience for free. It's the freemium model that we all know from our app mm-hmm. world, right? Same mm-hmm. thing that our summits, online summits, challenges, webinars, a short mini courses that are free or very low cost. So all, these are all examples of the first structure is that you create something where you can invite an audience in that gets a feel for you where there's at least no cost barrier. There's a time barrier, always a time barrier. Then all of those programs are usually the opportunity for the teacher, the lead of that to make an offering into a next step. So I want people to know, not, not a lot of people know this, right? They just see courses out there that they buy And they're like, oh, I got to create a course. And then I just got to, I have to sell my course. So I want to be really clear. And hopefully you guys, whoever's listening here will join my webinar too, is that you want to create some free experience. Always. In, in conjunction with your course. So I teach the simple one that you're going to experience. You've created yourself, Lisa, is a webinar, a free 60-minute webinar where I go, to, I teach some good stuff. I get great value. And then I talk about the next step. If you want to take a next step, you can go into a program with me. So this is where another part of the creativity is. All of those are, are awesome possibilities of a 10-day challenge, a five-day challenge, a four-week mini course, or 22-day course, and, and you can play with the idea of free or very low cost. A lot of people do that. And then you want to be looking at what is my intro longer course, my seven-week program, my eight-week program. And then lots of teachers are doing what's my six-month experience. And then many of the folks that I see are now saying, what's my year-long program? Or what I love seeing is here is my certification program in this process. And even for you, Lisa, you could have a you're certified in your sort of PR way so that, you know, you could certify people to be excellent PR coaches or PR, you know, folks, uh, consultants. I'm not saying you do that, but you could create a year long certification to train people rather than going to some kind of academic program or marketing program for four years or two years. So that's a great example of people listening is you already have a course but you could also have some kind of certification process that takes people much deeper into the whole PR, you know, uh, way of working. And the shift is not having them do it on themselves, but training consultants or marketing consultants to use it with their clients. So they're certified in a certain way and approach. Lots of people do this with body work and health things or a certified um, relationship coach or, you know, calling in the one coach. So you'll you'll hear a lot about these is like certifying people in specific niches. And so that's kind of the ultimate expression. That could be a $5,000 course, a year long course, or your seven week course is 197 or 297. And then everything in between. So the model I teach, if people are starting it for new, for new, the easiest and most powerful way to do it is you create a great webinar that's free or great, Training, online training, you can call it whatever you want online training, masterclass, webinar that then leads into your paid course, whatever that is. And typically, that's a six or seven week or six or seven module program that you have after the webinar. And that's the structure that works and it's powerful and it's counterintuitive to people because sometimes it's like, I just got to sell my course. No, you want to get as many people into your webinar as possible. And that's how you will then offer and market your course.
1: And I can tell you from my experience. So I started working on my course in January and Mm -hmm. at that time in my professional life, I was an agency owner and I had no thought about, you know, doing a reset to my business model. I was going to have my agency and I was going to create courses and that was going to be all great fine and dandy. And that didn't work out. I realized very quickly that doing this course creation, while it is possible to, you know, you know, have your have it as a side hustle, but I was glad that I started early. And you know, fast forward to May, I decided I want to do this full time, and I don't want to do the agency life and the one one to one and the done for you services. I wanted to take this one to many and yeah. dedicate a full force into that. What I so then in July I had no clients, but I had been working on my course, and I'm like, okay, like I'm I'm here, like I have like three modules ready to go. But what I didn't realize is that it does take time to develop relationships, to create those free webinar type things, to create the relationships for possible joint ventures. You don't really start making money right away. And it's a process. It's definitely a process. And you kind of have to be patient and go with that practice and that process. And what tips and secrets can you give to give people kind of like the hope of like, okay, like how long does it take? And what should I expect?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Cause you know, I've run hundreds of people coming out of launch Academy. So I've asked these questions a lot and found out what, where people get stuck and what my own view are views are around this. Well, first and foremost, and I know you'll resonate with this cause you're almost like a great like case study right here as we're talking, <laughs> right. Cause you have launched your core. literally you're you've almost done this not like years ago, but this year. So one of the most important things is to have a process or have a model, a launch model you've got to have that. So just think about if you didn't know these pieces, you've learned them, you've figured them out. But if you don't have that, then you're literally wandering around in the desert and you don't know. So first is what I call having a launch model or a launch process. So that's what I teach. That's what I've learned. I've launched my own courses over the years. I followed my own talk and I've learned over the years how how to create the structure so that you are saving time, that it doesn't take you as long and all that. And so one of the other tips is just to Two things, and it's more like once you get into the commitment, one is just to commit to creating an online course. So if you want a quick tip, I see a lot of people that bask and you just can't. The first is to say, look, I don't know at all. I'm going to be a student again. I'm going to get a process, a model that I can learn and then apply. And then I'm committed. I'm going to just do it. Even if it if it, it could take you as few as three months, four months, it could take you six months, nine months, it could take you even a year. And it's the commitment that makes the difference. Because I see too many people that stay on the fence because they're simply afraid. They're in a post- imposter syndrome, as you've said. Yeah. Most of them have this reaction, Lisa, is that as they think about a course, they're an attorney, they're an accountant, they're a massage therapist, they're a teacher of some content, they're they do shamanistic practices, they teach painting, you know, spiritual painting, whatever, is what I see so often is they simply say. I, I don't understand this whole realm and I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed, confused, and I don't even know where to start. I hear that all the time. Yeah. So the challenge with that is to simply first make the decision is I don't have to know any of that. I just need to make a commitment that I'm going to do it like you did, because I'm committing to, I really want to bring what I have here to teach more people and have a global audience. And then from there, and I, I can't impress it enough. It's, it doesn't have to be me. It could be anybody else, but learn how to create and launch a course. So there's lots of people out there that teach this. And you know, I'm one of them. And there's lots of others. If you don't do that, it will be pretty much won't it won't work because there's so many best practices. You all know this. How do you approach? partners? How do you, what's the marketing I need to do? How do I craft the course in a way that it creates a compelling experience for people so they're raving fans to tell their students? All these things matter, and they're not hard. You just need to know, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to structure it this way. Oh, okay, this is the messaging I need to do to write about my course. Oh, okay, I get the flow that Chris is teaching. So those are the things that are most important. I can't tell you beyond that the tips are just staying committed knowing that it's, it's going to unfold. If it takes longer than you think, be patient with yourself, be gentle with yourself on it. You don't have to just slam it and bam it out there. So there is that kind of quality of it's a creative process and be willing to kind of move around the creative process a little bit. And I have lots of people that come out of launch Academy that take them nine months to a year to launch the course. It doesn't have to be that way, but that's okay. It's totally fine. You know, and yeah. some launch within four months, some launch six months, but a lot will put it, that, you know, let themselves have space like you starting in January and launching, you know, basically eight or nine months later. That's great. That's because yeah. you're and a busy professional too. You know, you got- And
1: I task to, I, it's kind of funny. So in January, when I, when I started- you know doing the course outline i did the whole course outline in january and i'm like okay i'll have this whole thing published by the end of february that was my deadline I'm like yeah. okay yeah and now we're in <laughs> september and then i finished modules 1 through 3 by june and or maybe even may and i said okay you know once i have no clients july 1st i'll be able to finish the rest of the modules by september 1st no problem so mm-hmm. I just now finished module four. So I've still three more to go, but I'm glad that I didn't rush it because this last module that I did, I had so much fun with it. And I think if I would have rushed it, it probably would have been about the same content, but it wouldn't have been as creative and it yes. wouldn't have been as mindful. And I, I feel like every module that I do is getting better and better. And by not rushing it, it's really helps me, which I think is going to help you know in the long run with the end result and and the people that are experienced in it so I yeah. don't think you should brush through it I, I do think a couple of things like even though it did it has taken me as long a little bit longer I have been consistent so I do work on it every mm-hmm. week I think about it a lot I have notes that I make notes in so I think being committed but also being consistent if you let it go for three months it's really hard to get back kind of like writing a book like if you yeah. don't keep going. It's like that book that never gets done. And it's like the course that never gets completed, right?
0: Yes, yes, exactly. And you know, you bring up a great thing about consistency and staying with it. The only thing that I would add, and this is why so many people coming into Launch Academy and out of Launch Academy are actually launching their courses is a lot of people will get lost in I don't know what to do next. So I don't know how to stay consistent. So what's cool about my approach is that you'll always know what you need to do next. And I encourage people, just like you're saying, is even if it's an hour a week, even if it's a couple hours, you know, stay with it, but also follow the roadmap follow the process. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you finished your course outline based on how I teach it. Now you really need to be looking at what's your avatar, who's your avatar, that especially for audience, and how do you speak to them about your course. And so I think that's a mindset piece around consistency. Another mindset is about the creative process is nonlinear, Lisa. So it's mm-hmm. nonlinear. Sometimes you can't just go boom, boom, boom. Sometimes you keep moving and you stop on something where you get stuck, let it be, keep moving, and then you come back to it. And then some insight happens in the shower or in the car. Right, yeah. Oh, that's what I can do in that piece. Or that's what I need to say for my course out, my course title, subtitle and headline. I will also say what's really important as a tip for people to get, and you'll learn this on my webinar if you do show up for that, is that it's really key. That you're who are you creating this course for is the number one question to ask yourself early on first it's your passion it's your experience it's your knowledge but what i teach is that literally from that first thinking of oh i could put a course together a six module or seven module course you almost want to be moving almost at the same time into exploring who your avatar is who is your ideal student for your course i use the word avatars to just say it's like the word personas or other people, you know, ideal customer in the marketing world. It's just a profile, an intimate profile of who is the person to have the best experience in your course. So what's really key, and I see this mistake all the time, Lisa, it's awful, is you don't write about how awesome your course is from you, the team. You should take this course because it's great and this great, and you'll do this and you'll learn this and this. You're always thinking about how do I speak to that person, Susie? or Betty, or Sam, or Jennifer, and I'm speaking directly to their felt expen- their experience of what do they aspire to, what are the challenges or problems they're dealing with in their life, and what is the solution or the natural outcomes that they want from whatever you're teaching. That changes everything about how you talk about your course and how you promote it and market it. And that's the difference between five people signing up for your course or 100 people signing up for your course, because you've done the work of understanding who is really ideal for this experience that I'm creating and what makes them tick, not just who it is, but what really makes them tick. And that's that's not intuitive. It's not how most people, if they're doing it on their own, think about it. They think they know all about the content, so they write it from their perspective as a teacher. And that usually does not land well when you're going out to market it and talk about your course.
1: Yes, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Questions on some secrets that maybe you'll share. So what are your thoughts about creating a free Facebook group to kind of build audience while you're creating your course, or just in general, having a free group and then a private group for people that bought the course. Like I see people doing that in a lot of different ways and it's a uh, Facebook group is is a lot
0: of work. Work, Yeah, so I, I've seen people do that well. It's always a cart before the horse, cart before the horse or chicken and egg, always that question, right, Lisa? Cause the chicken mm-hmm. are like, oh, maybe I should do my Facebook group first, then I'll have an audience and build that. The problem is, is you still have to find the people coming (laughs) into, you still have to do marketing, keep content every day. So people that are doing that, it's a lot of work to maintain and grow that community. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, more work than simply diligently creating your course and launching it. So here's a way to think about it is you could do that and start building that audience. You still have to create a product, Lisa, or else that that's all just fun and talking and chatting. So the Facebook group is an opportunity for you then to offer something where they can go deeper outside of the Facebook group. So you're already coming back to creating the course anyway. My particular view on it always is create the program or the course first, always, because you know this, and I want to say it so many times. I've heard this so many times. You, you echo this for me is I can't do a course at all because I haven't built my Facebook, my Instagram. I haven't built that out. I haven't built my community. I don't have a following. And it's a trap where nobody will launch their course because they don't necessarily do that well and they get freaked out and they don't have a product right away anyway. They don't have a program. So my way of doing it, encouraging people is create the product in the program. You will build your audience by launching your course in the way I teach it through joint venture partnering, through marketing partnering, super easy, no cost. Then you can go back and have much more clarity on how to create your Facebook group. Right. And then that's your product and your students that have come through will help you create that in a more in a more efficient way. Some people do start with that. If they've had success, then very quickly their next step is to create a course anyway, if they're having success in their Facebook group. So I just think get it out of the way first. Get the program that you want to offer, create it. And then there's all these marketing tools around that, like a Facebook group, partnering, Google search, you know, SEO, all that stuff. So you can always build that later. Yeah.
1: I love that. Okay. So one last question. Do you have any resources besides you that somebody should be looking at or some favorite books or podcasts that you really love?
0: Yeah. I mean, one thing that people can go get my free ebook, it's a, it's a chriskyle.com forward slash ebook, no spaces. And that's the five things you need to know to create a successful online course. So that's a quick first place to start. Okay. I think just You know, you can go, people can actually go to, you know, like the masterclass, you know, that brand masterclass.com. You can go to you, start looking at courses, you know, go, go and check out courses and free things. I think the best thing to do for people is not necessarily to read too much about it, but really see what's out there and explore yourself what resonates, what doesn't, see what some of these pages are, like the actual course registration page, what lands for you and others. So kind of do your own little research, just even do online searches for your topic area. So I teach, you know, it would be like creating online courses course or PR online courses, whatever you do, and then just start to see what people are doing out there. You'll actually learn more by what's out in the space than reading any specific book. I don't even know of a good book on course creation, that's out there, like a you know, like a th- thick book. Yeah, it's, it's more people are actually teaching it as a process uh, rather than spending too much time writing about it.
1: Yeah. Do you have a favorite course that is just like an example of like this course just nailed it? The model, everything. Yeah. We can't oh. Think of it now. We can put a link in the. Show yeah,
0: l- maybe put it in the link. I'm trying to think of. There's so many. Sorry, putting me on the spot. I can't think of anything right okay, now. Okay, no oh, no
1: worries. No worries. We'll put, if you think of it, we'll yeah. put it in the in the show notes. But Great. so if you liked what you've heard so far, you can join me on Wednesday at this, at the webinar that we're going to be hosting. and you can find the link in the show notes and we're going to be publishing uh, it across social on the events. But Chris is going to be my guest and we're going to be talking about the Launch Academy. And Chris, do you want to just kind of go through like the outline of what we're going to talk about, like what we're going to
0: hit on. Yeah. Yeah, the webinar is going to be really great. I'm going to be teaching you what I call my four essential elements model, these four essential elements that you need to work on or be thinking about and being leaning into to create your great course. So we're going to go over transformative content. How do you create great content for your course? We're going to go what I call enrolling messaging. That's creating really powerful messaging that's based on your avatar, not on you to to help fill up your course. And then the marketing tactics, we're going to go into very specific, what I consider is the number one marketing approach to helping you fill up your course and build your list, build your community and following. And then we're going to talk about technology a little bit too, you know, because that is a big piece of it. And one of the big errors that people make is if I just get the right tech platform, people will magically show up, Lisa. So I'll I'll give you a bit of the myths on those, but we'll also talk about what's the technology out there that you'll need to launch a course, launch a great course. So we'll go through all of that. I'm going to share some case studies. We're going to dig in. And so you can kind of see it in action. It'll be very interactive. I'll be asking some questions of the audience and all that as well.
1: Okay, great. Well, this has been a special edition episode of Social PR Secrets, the podcast that we decided to do like a little pregame for our webinar. And I learned so much, Chris, and I can't wait to learn more on Wednesday. And we will see you there. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Great. Great being with you, Lisa. And we'll see you Wednesday.
1: Thank you.